It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are, you are now, now listening, listening to, to the War the Report. Report. Wednesday, Wednesday night, night War, war room. room. With your host, C-Dope. It's your boy, C. The Walker. Well, I got my boys with me. Mike, Mike. G. G. Get your weight up. Strength and conditioning. Development. Ike Jones. Jones. Stop thinking with your emotions and watch the tape. And be real. Which is not normal for me. It's taking something out of me. Are you ready? Because we are now locked and loaded for the Wednesday Night War Room. Let's go! Uh, let's let's go ahead and and talk about the game um, just to get some more thoughts from from Mike and Ike uh, B. Yeah. Unless you have anything new to add, but we we talked pretty extensively for an hour and a half, so this yeah. is kind of the Mike and Ike as uh, uh, part of the show. Let's let's discuss in a loss. We normally do this on the weekend tailgate. Of course, that's sponsored by one of our other show sponsors, University's Hardware. But let's discuss tools to the game or some key things that kind of led to the outcome that we got in the Birmingham Bowl. I'll start with you, Ike. What, what, what's a tool or something that stood out that really impacted uh, this game? Oh, man, Mike is killing me over here with the expressions <laughs> watching the game. But um, I think the biggest thing for me was just um, the passing offense was super inconsistent, man. We had we had availabilities there, um, and and you've got to take advantage of those. We hit one of three that I'm thinking of off the top of my head, and we win that ball game, right? Like, right. Um, that's just points left on the board that we should have been able to get. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just to get that pass offense have more uh, consistency, whether that is um, you know TJ and delivering the ball, or receivers running the correct routes, or catching the ball or getting the foot down when they should have had a touchdown type of stuff. Um, so there's a lot of things in the past offense need to be improved in order for us to be a solid football team, because uh, it was clear Houston was determined to not let us run a lot. Like they were, they had five on the line. Of sc- like they were just saying, please right. throw the ball. And we were like, well, we'll try. <laughs> um, and it was just kind of inconsistent with the results. But uh, yeah, that's the biggest thing for me. Mike G, what say you, man? What what was what was some of the thing you took from from this game in terms of Auburn? Uh, listen, I cut the film like an hour ago, so I rewatched every play and in slow mo. Um, you know, essentially, it just comes down to points, right? Like, you know, it's what's plagued us all season. We've just not been able to put up points when necessary. Um, you know, uh, the O line I thought played pretty good in spite of missing. Brahms and um, Ham. Ham. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. So uh, by the numbers, uh, they only are allowed like a 26 percent pressure rate, which is pretty good. Um, so there was time there. There was time there to make plays. Uh, they just had to be made. What I saw was I saw a quarterback that did seem like he had a lot of chemistry with his receivers. Right. There were some overthrows. There were some underthrows. Um, there were some throws where it just felt like on the deep ball, he didn't have a real good gauge for how fast those guys run. Yep. Uh, you know, like, I mean, uh, you know, I, a lot of people are going to hate this take, but like, I didn't see anything from him that, that isn't largely fixable with time. Now, what kind of time does he have? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think uh, I've been on record as saying that I'm not in favor of anybody having a super long leash at this level. Um, I thought during the game, when you watch the film, when you look at the throws that he made, um, there were some really, really good throws that got made in this game. Um, so yeah. the is to issue is not his ceiling for me. It's, again, it's just like the, it's the floor with the last guy, dude. Like, the floor can't be you look like you never thrown a football before. Right. And I'm not, I'm not sure it was that low, but, like, there were just – there was a lot to be left to be desired there. And um, you got to just – uh, I think if you asked him, he'd tell you that. I think if you sat down and you asked him about his play, he would tell you, I missed some throws I had to make. Yeah. Period. Right? So there were three right. drops in this game. Uh, one of them was critical. It was a fourth down. He hit Kobe in the hands at the end of the game, and he just didn't catch it. The rest of it was just, man, it, it was it was just tough. Like, um, um. I'm not, I will admit, like on replay, it didn't. A lot of it didn't look as bad as it did in person. Um, but inconsistency is just basically what it boils down to. It wasn't consistent. Um, this was not the game he needed yeah, uh, to set himself up. You know, to be sure. really, he could have been the front runner going into the spring with a good showing here. And you know, uh, he passed for 227 yards. I had said that he would, you know, get 250. He came, he was one throw away from that. Right. If he had hit one of those deep balls, he'd have been 250. Yeah, he'd have been 250, maybe 300, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, he was one one or two throws away from a 300-yard passing game. So, you know, I, I think he we displayed, we saw what his ceiling is, clearly, because there were some incredible throws made into some tight windows. Uh, yeah. I thought we got a little unfortunate on a couple of drives where uh, we got the pick and then they called targeting. And then instead of Man. us having it at our oh. own, like, you know, we're on the other side of the field, 40 yards before from where the play stopped. Uh, I thought that was really unfortunate, but the bottom line is you know, officiating didn't lose us the game. Um, players lost the game. You know, uh, I saw some people saying uh, Tank needed the ball 40 times. Uh, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous statement to me. Uh, he got 21 touches, and it was pretty clear that Houston, like I said, wasn't just going to let us run all over him. So, you you know, once TJ started to connect on some passes, Houston started to back up a little bit. And then I thought, man, if he can connect, have a good third quarter, going into the fourth quarter, Tank should run wild. Yeah. Right, there should be holes everywhere, and we just didn't put the pressure on them that we needed to in the passing game to make that happen. Um, I, I saw a quarterback out there that didn't look like he had very good chemistry with his receivers. Some of you had reported that um, there was a video of practice footage, and neither quarterback looked great. Um, 
to um, and, and as expected, we did not see Didi. I, I thought there was very little chance we would see him in this game, if any. But uh, that was as expected as well, too. I thought I thought that Finley, you know, there was a couple of reads that he missed. But for the most part, he saw the field. He just had to make the throws. Yeah. He had to throw more catchable balls. Yeah. Javaris Johnson bailed him out on a big one where he just. Oh, I man. That one, that one hurt me so much. Jeju yeah. was wide open. Open, and, yeah. And he yeah. just, he just, like, short. I don't know what happened, man. I don't when know he what let happened. it go, it, just, it looked awful coming out of his hand. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it just is what it is. Um, I, I think that yesterday kind of, you know, was symbolic and epitomized what our whole season has been like. Yeah. Since that six and two start, right? Yeah. It, it was, it was symptomatic of everything that's plagued us the last five games. And um, it was not anything. We didn't we didn't see anything new out there, right? We saw ab- about the same. We saw a guy who, you know, has all the physical gifts, you know, signs, you know, the feet, which you know everybody's in. I'm I'm just not one of those guys that thinks you need to be able to juke a guy at quarterback to be successful as a quarterback. But yeah. if you cannot be mobile. Yeah. You got to be accurate, right? right? You got to be accurate. You got to be accurate. I, I, here's the thing, too, man. Like, I just, I honestly think TJ was playing stiff, tight. Like, mm-hmm. he was nervous. Scared. It was like, mental. I, it looked mental. I, I yeah. think the pressure of him realizing this was his moment mm-hmm. made him come out there super tentative and super, like, he just, because if, like, so everybody who's talking about his inability to move, did we not watch him in Georgia State, right? Go out there with no pressure, like, in the Georgia State game, it feels like a big pressure moment because we might lose, but like literally he's coming to save the game. So if he screws up, it's not on him, right? Like he can just come. So he's moving well. He's kind of maneuvering within the pocket well. He actually ran for yardage, right? And I just think he was super tight in this game. And so it made him tentative in the way that he wanted to move. Like he just had lead feet. Um. So, man, I just, I don't know, man. I think it, it, um, it, Everybody who's down on him, for good reason. He had a very up-and-down game. But you got to kind of give him credit for the good throws he made, too. Like, I just don't think he's getting any any credit for the amazing stuff that he's doing. There were some amazing throws out there. You can't ignore the like absolutely terrible throws that there were in this game. Like, there were some that were just, like, inexplicable things where he was maybe— five feet away from a guy and he like ground balls it. Like, I'm just like, what is going on with him right now, man? So uh, now, now I'll tell you this. I, I have been very consistent in that. I, th- I think the pass protection has gotten better as the season has for gone sure. along. I don't think that those guys got enough credit for the pressure rate that they have not allowed on our QVs. Um, but I could not help but notice all the people bitching about the O-line suddenly disappeared yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't help but notice. So let the record know. Let the record state. Let the record state. I got the same energy for this guy when it comes to the O-line than I did for anybody prior. Right? There was time. There were plays that could have been made. Right. Right? There was time to throw. And it wasn't perfect. They did allow pressure on some. You know, it maybe looks a little worse because he can't escape. I thought he stood in there well at times. Mm -hmm. And knowing that he was going to take a hit. Right, they got to him a few times, but for the most part, there were just plays there to be made. He just had to make them, yeah, right? Yeah. So, right, you know, um, I don't think, you know, I, what I saw, you know, if I'm if I, I'm TJ Finley, I didn't do anything yesterday that I can't overcome with hard work, 
and preparation. Now, uh, I'd like to point out that it sometimes, sometimes it does take a while for some players to figure it out, right? I just don't know if he's going to get the time here. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I, his leash has yeah. got to be super short. So it's going to be shorter. Brian Harson doesn't Harson's have the luxury leash. of, yeah, Harson's like, had, is, had is, this is, been the <laughs> beginning of the season and he, you know, had a rough seven-game start, you know, okay, it's a little, well, he only started for Auburn, he's only started, what, four games? So, five, or is this his fifth? I don't know, whatever it is. For right? Auburn? Yeah. For Auburn, I think this, this is, is, is his fourth. Okay, fourth, so, third, yeah. No, third, he, if, start. no third, 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 game, third, okay. third game. Yeah, South Carolina, Bama. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, yeah if he had started off three games rough at the beginning of the season, he'd probably have a little more leash. Um, but, you know, going into a full off season where the competition is going to be higher than it's ever been, and considering the way Auburn finished this season, Brian Harson doesn't have time to let him figure it out, even with cupcakes in front of him. He yeah, has to know that he's the guy day one. It's tough, man. Like, think, if you think about it, in, uh, in essence, he's never had a cupcake game to figure it out. Every game he started has been against SEC competition, every single one. Yeah, except for Besides, Houston. Except, except for Houston. Yeah. Sure. Right? Yeah, so he's, like, he's not started a cupcake game in his entire collegiate career. Yeah, man. Had, uh, you know, five games at LSU. I think, it, I don't even know if it was a full five starts. Um, I don't remember. I don't he know. may have taken over during one game, but, you know, it's... it's I think I his mean, first his, start was South Carolina, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, his, I mean, his road has been really tough. You know, and most of the, sometimes guys get, you know, just a cream puff in there where they can figure out chemistry with receivers and, like, you know, get touchdowns and feel what it feels like under the lights to to succeed. Um, but he's always been called on to save the day. <laughs> Unfortunately for him, that's just his lot. Those are the cards that he was dealt. So <clears throat> this offseason, he's got to get in the weight room. He's got to get in the gym. He's got to get in his playbook if he wants to have a chance here. Um, and I, I'll just be looking forward because despite how he did, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for guys that even in spite of a performance like that are not running from the challenge of bettering themselves, right? Because transferring to another school isn't necessarily going to make you a better quarterback. It's not going to fix what we saw. Right. Correct. What, what fixes it is hard work and practice. And then if you should so happen to get your shot again, you just got to do better. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that, that's, that's my thoughts on it. No excuses for him, man. I, the, the plays were there to be made. They were. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted it for him because any guy that suits up, I want it for. But, you know, it yeah, just, I mean, it just didn't listen, happen. We said it before the game. C said it perfectly after the game. This was basically his audition to, I won't say win the job, but put a huge gap between yep. him and yep. anybody else. Right. And, yep. uh, and, he, and he didn't do nearly he didn't do that. enough. Yeah, he, right. he made it more of a question, I think, um, because the few really good throws that he did make don't overcome the really bad throws that he had, you know. Um, and, and, you know, I think if you look at the – if you didn't watch the game and you just looked at the numbers, you say, oh, he had a decent game, right? Like he didn't throw any interceptions. Right. Uh, he threw for 220-something. Uh, you know, he was a little better than 50% passing. Uh, so it was it was like, it was an okay game. But if you watch the game, right. you're like, yo, like mm-hmm. there were there were plays there, bro. Like if he hits a few more of those, because li- listen, to be to, clear. Those numbers look a lot beefier. If to be clear, for anybody who's watching this who wants to debate me on this, Auburn 
beat Houston up and down that field for the majority of that game. Yeah. We hit a couple more of those shots that TJ should have. We're talking about a blowout game because yeah. it's early in the game. We would have pulled away, right? Like I just, you can look at statistically going into the, the first half, even though we were down, we were beating them statistically, even with TJ's poor play in this first half. When he came out in the third quarter and he started playing better, that's when we got the lead, right? So, like, right. it really came down to whether or not TJ was playing well, whether or not we were going to win this game. And that's, I mean, it's just like, it's when TJ played well, Auburn looked good. When TJ played poorly, Auburn looked bad, right? Like, it just was, that is, there, there's no, like, other, divi- like, you can't say Tank didn't play well. Right. I did, there weren't a bunch right. of situations. Tank didn't have any drops this game. He didn't fumble Listen, the ball at all this game. Tank, Tank did a lot on his own in this game because run blocking graded out poor. If you look yes. at the amount of plays from the film where he was hit behind, behind the line of scrimmage and made, just made something out of nothing, it was yeah. incredible. No, he, he, had, had, he, had a good he had an incredible performance, all things considered. So you yeah. know that'll be something uh, they got to do in the offseason is, is figure out run blocking because it wasn't good. Because um, and because of how good he is, Mike. To, to your point, he almost kind of covers the multitude of sins up front in run blocking because he's that good. But if you want to get a good look of how he struggled, I looked at Jarquez Hunter. Now Hunter was was fighting for yards uh, when he when he would get opportunities. The five carries he got. But I, I I think I think that that's something I'm looking to see improve too for our running backs as the run blocking improves. Uh, I, that was disappointing. I expected that to actually be a strength because we were good at that the year prior. But um, yeah, man. Um, hey, let's listen. Can we quiet down the fire Derek Mason talk after this, please? No, like, people are still gonna. I, I've also I seen it still. Like the people are like, oh, he's got so. he's got to get out of that prevent defense and stuff. I'm just I like, thought, yo, I man. thought the defense did a phenomenal job. You know, we forced three fumbles in this game and recovered none of them. Yeah. Right. But yeah. they were they were flying around the ball. It was two interceptions, three forced fumbles. With the two best players gone. Yeah. yeah I mean, the defense the, was yeah. absent two of the best players, I would say, in the conference. Conference, yeah. And then at the end of the game, you're Maybe missing. Maybe in the country, and we still mm-hmm. held them to 17 points, a team that had been scoring like cra- Listen, this same team put up 20 on, against on Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. 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 Like literally, I, oh man, defense ball, man. I just, I, I, the, the people who are out here get, that have beef with Mason, that, I just they don't still, know. Are they, they still saying that? Yes, I've yeah, still man. been yeah, saying man. it, bro. Yeah, like listen, I just don't of, even understand. At the end that of the crap, game, bro. you know, everybody's making a big deal about that last drive, right? But we were minus smoke and min- minus Jason right. We had on lost. That drive. Like, so those were like we momentum. came into that the game momentum. minus our best yes. two defensive players. Yes. Then we lost two of our best remaining defensive backs. Correct. To to targeting calls. And right. the guy who scored the touchdown was he scored it on the guy who came in for Simpson. <laughs> like like I just Simpson, don't I just don't yeah, understand like, the energy for Mason. That like I, I really do. listen. I, I'm not mad at the energy TJ's getting. I'm just wondering where it's been for the last three years. Right, right. Because it's I just it, don't I'm, know. Yeah. Like I don't yeah, understand. Right. But he's the QB, so he <laughs> should be getting. Like wait a minute, wait, wait. <laughs> when we lost games before, it was everybody <laughs> but the QB. Like I don't understand <laughs> that energy. But again, I'm not mad at huh. the energy because TJ deserves <laughs> it. Right. I'm just saying it's 
been the same. Okay, whatever. Yeah, you, know what? I, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Again, I'll, I'll just put this out there because I, I I actually am a big fan of this young man as a person. Right. I'm gonna say this: if you asked him, he would agree with most of what we're saying. Right. right. He would take he would take accountability for his part in why they didn't win that game. I've heard him do it multiple times already since he's gotten in the game. Right. So like I I don't this isn't criticism that I think that he's running from. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I be, I believe he knows that he could could have and should have played better and is not making any excuses for himself either. You know, but to Ike's point, right, like I said, I mean, yeah, uh it, it was it it feels like suddenly everybody forgot that the O line was a problem while he was in there because you did see a quarterback actually hang in the pocket and try to make throws even though he missed them. And right. again, the numbers don't lie, it was a 26% pressure rate. Right? That's that's not that's that's in the top fourth of our league. That performance that average is in the top fourth of our league for offensive lines. So yeah. um you know, they've got to get O-line fixed. I'm not you know, if anybody's hearing me say that O-line is not a problem, that's not what I'm saying. Right? They've got to get O-line fixed. Run blocking is bad. You know, pass protection is a is, yeah, it's, it's, is it's average. gotten way better. Like yeah. you know, listen. So, uh, people, you know, listen. And I, I will, I will admit, I've been one of them that have been wondering, Will Friend, what you doing over there, fam? He's definitely helped fix the pass blocking situation. Mm-hmm. We've got, and I think the issue is that we're not physical enough in the run blocking game. Like we're we're fleet of foot enough to be able to get back and set and 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 get pass blocking done. Mm-hmm. And our communication on the pass blocking has gotten way better over throughout the year. Like understanding right. what your blitz protections need to be, all that kind of stuff. Even missing your center now. Right, backup center yeah. in there still did a good job against a team who is tops in the country in getting sacks. Only surrendered one sack this entire game. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Pass blocking was not the issue here. Right. Again, so that goes to say, TJ, you got to connect on some of those because they were giving you time, fam. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. But man, I just I the the reason why to me the offensive line is a problem is because we can't be balanced the way we need to be. Correct. If we can't run the ball effectively enough because as good as Tank is, it's hard running against a seven and eight man block. I mean, mm-hmm. um, box all the time. Yeah, Sometimes you, know, you got to get some freebies every now and then. Uh, six times this season, our defense has held a team to to twenty or fewer points, less six. than three touchdowns. Six games yeah. this season, our defense has held the opposition to twenty or fewer points. And then outside of that, we held Bama to 24, South Carolina to 21, um, and Arkansas to 23. Yeah. So, like, they weren't, like, I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, scoring defense put us in a position to win more than six games. Yeah. And um, they just they just had to find a way to score more, more points, man. I, I still don't think that this, um, this team is so far off from something that we can be satisfied with. Um, yeah. they, they've just got they got to get in the portal, man. You've got to fix it. Year two of strength and conditioning of the Brian Harson get your weight up program has, yeah. has to be phenomenal. That right? offensive line has got to be out there figuring mm-hmm. out how they gonna be beastly, man. Yeah. And it's really it's really technique, man. Like I don't think it's a, a lack of strength. And we're gonna get to you. We see your um chats. I apologize. We're gonna get to these super checks here in just a second. Um. 
I don't think it's it's more technique than anything, man. They're just not fin- they're not sustaining and finishing blocks. Um, and it's usually because, you know, listen, in everything, it's leverage and low man wins, right? When you're firing off, but you're too high, then you're only going to get a stalemate. But that same guy, if you're high when you're pass blocking, that's good because you can move a little bit laterally and you're not going to get, you know. So it's, it's again, it's technique. It's just understanding how not to oversell that it's a run because of the way that you fire off. But understand when it's time to fire off, you need to hit a guy and you need to move. Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with The War Report, and you've been listening to The War Report Wednesday Night War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there, Facts and All, The Weekend Tailgate, our player interview series, Build the Report, are going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. I have a question before we get into grades. I feel like these rankings have been a little disrespectful to Auburn. They have. Not even a little. Like, like listen, no. the only loss we... Like, I get the team that we lost to is just like a so-so team. You they ranked. ranked. They ranked. But, but, they were I ranked. Mean, it ain't... Uh, oh, so it's not... Oh, they weren't a top 10 team, right? We like, didn't lose so, Iona. But that, that, my next point was going to be we didn't lose to Iona okay. and Davidson. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and like if they win tonight against Tennessee, Tennessee's without like two of their top six scores yeah. uh, due to COVID. So I'm just like, all right, whatever. UConn is a fringe top twenty five squad, right? They're just hovering right outside the top twenty five. And um, after this win, and what I will say is pretty impressive fashion. I don't think yeah. the game was in doubt. After yeah, the vast first majority five of the game they had, it was, they had right? this game in, under control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, is Auburn a top 10 team next week? Yeah. After this one. What win. was LSU ranked this game? 16. They were 16. 16. Or 12. But undefeated. But one of only like four undefeated teams left in the country. Four or five. Yeah. Good question. Will they be top We'd 10? have to jump Michigan State, Arizona, or, or, or an undefeated Ohio State. Somebody, somebody have to lose. Yeah. I don't know us. if they move us up without somebody ahead of us losing, just the way that they've been ranking stuff. Like, I think we have the resume to be a top 10 team, but will they rank us high, that high? I, I think they know. should jump us ahead of Michigan State. Honestly, I think they should jump us ahead of Michigan State. Michigan State had a quality win today. They played UConn too, though, in the battle for Atlantis. So I wonder if that'll factor in because they played them after we lost to them. Mm-hmm. I was hoping for an Auburn-Michigan State matchup if we had won that game. But um, I think Auburn's a top-10 team. I think they got they to do something. They got to make that right, man. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's, let's, uh, let's finish up and put a, a, a bow on, on this Birmingham Bowl. And we're going to do that by talking about grades. Yikes. The war report mm. card. Yikes. Oh yes, that is that special time. So let's let's get to it. Let's let's start with special teams. Do we Shall have we? to do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, B. Of course we got to do this. We got to give the people what they want. I don't know if they want this, but anyway, <laughs> the people um, don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> so so special teams, no punt, no uh, punts returned. Uh, we had two kick returns, two for 42 yards, uh, six punts for 230. Uh, Patton hit, it was two for two on field goals. Yeah. 35-yarder mm, and 27-yarder. Yeah, a penalty saved him on one of those. 
So yeah, he definitely missed one, and then we got a, a penalty. Yeah. So yeah, sure, sure. But those are our stats for special teams. Uh, I want to know from you guys. I'll start with you, B. I mean, special teams. Special teams kind of did there. I mean, I would give them an A, a minus A. I mean, it's what it is, what it is. But we haven't heard from you a lot, B. What What's your thoughts on special teams? Yeah. I'd say A. They they weren't a glaring weakness in this game. I actually don't remember if we had any penalties on kickoff. I think we had one. Well, I don't the, think we the targeting that was technically special teams play. No, that was an INT. That no, was that was the interception. Yeah. That was yeah. I, say, yeah. I don't yeah. think we had any special so, no. teams penalties um, for the sure. first time. Hey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great way way to end the season. Special teams. Good job, guys. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Right. I, mean, I don't have anything negative to say about yeah, special I think teams. B plus. Evan McGuire had a weird kickoff. Yeah, one of them was like super short for no reason yeah. whatsoever. I was like, I was wondering if they meant to do that. Yeah, it was like, oh a squib no, you're kick. talking about the squib kick situation. Yeah, yeah. was that yeah, was yeah, that yeah. intentional squib kick or like I have no idea? I didn't, didn't understand. It didn't burn us. You know, they didn't but, have but some it, great return. But we had we did a good job covering it because usually you would think that that would not go out go well for us. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's the only thing that stood out to me as odd on special teams, but, like, maybe he was supposed to be a squid kick. I, I, I don't know. We had yeah. one punt that was okay. I think it got tipped a little bit. That, Did it? Uh, it was like, a, yeah, it was a short kick. Um, yeah. That was really the only other thing. So, I, you know, for that reason, I'm, that's the, the those two things are going to give me an A-, minus. but outside of that, everything else was got The kick coverage was good. Um, yeah, no, no big flubs, you know, Javarius Johnson probably could have returned one of those punts, but he was just like, nah, bro, I'm just going to catch these joints and just get us back. And he did a good job of getting under some of those uh, kicks Guys, as well, preventing them from rolling. I have got, I've got an answer. The ball was actually starting to fall on that kickoff. Okay. Is why it was that way. It started to fall uh, off the tee. And that okay. happened a couple times. I believe it because yeah. that happened a couple times before he actually kicked off. Yeah, sure. um, it looked windy. I, I, we couldn't tell from it, but it looked like it was windy down on the field. So yeah, you know. no, it was very windy. I was looking at the yeah. flags um, on most of the kicking situations, and it was yeah, windy. yeah, it is. So I, 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 I love the inside intel. Right, it was like my phone started going off, and it was like oh, okay, it was, <laughs> yep, definitely. It was the wind <laughs> bringing you guys. We to scoop. and Sh- Shed <laughs> almost had another one of those where he recovered a punt inside like the five yard line, um, and he. He tried to like jump into the end zone and throw it back in, but he missed it. So, like I said, decent game from the special teams. Uh, not upset about anything that really. Yeah, happened. no, no. I like the combination of Evan McGuire at kickoff, and I mean, we got a different guy doing everything, right? Like Ben Patton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I can't remember the last. I think Damon Duvall was the last guy we had doing all three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Punting, kickoffs, and field goals. But um, I like I like the teamwork at uh, at special teams. So let's let's move over to defense, shall we? Uh, here are the defensive stats, uh, and what we're seeing is what Houston was able to do. Um, Houston was held to under 400 yards, right at it with 398 on 67 plays. Uh, Tune went 26 for 41 for 317. They ended up rushing uh, 26 times for 115 yards. Auburn had 60. Total tackles, 40 solo, one sack, four tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, two picks, and seven QB hurries. 
Talk to me, fellas. How do we feel about the defense? Uh, I'll I'll start with you. I mean, I, I feel good about the defense. Uh, I like what the defense did in this game. You have to reward this defense for holding Houston under 20 points, keeping your team in the game throughout most of it. It looked a little concerning at the after the first drive for Houston, but the, the defense settled in and was able to limit Houston the rest of the way until they scored the game-winning touchdown late in the fourth quarter. Um, I'm not mad if, you, you know, a, a minus, uh, I, I give it like a B plus, B plus, A minus somewhere in there. Haven't quite made up my mind, but B, Will, what are your thoughts on the defense? Um, I say B because we couldn't get pressure without blitzing. And that's still worrisome. We, we've had that happen a few times. Our, our best pass rushing game, um, we, we actually sent a lot of pressure from different places and different guys. That would, that would be the Bama game. So we, we sent it from everywhere and a lot of guys got in on the act, but I definitely expected us to get be able to get pressure with our front four. We could not. And that's still puzzling. You had two guys on that line who were contemplating going to the league. Kobe Wooden recently announced that he wasn't. He's staying. But between Derek Hall, Kobe Wooden, I expected to see more penetration and disruption from two guys who felt like they might at least be NFL ready. And I didn't see it. Now, I, you can never argue with the result. Anytime the defense holds, I say 27 or less, is a good game. Under 20 is a much, uh, you can't ask for much more than that in college football. You got to be able to put up 21 points as an offense. So if you hold the other team to 17 points on offense, defense did its job, hats off to them. So I say B plus, let's say B plus. It wasn't a perfect game by far. I mean, you recover one of those fumbles, you know, and that's a different story, but you still got two INTs, um, even though one, you know, it was borderline, but I'll take it. You know, we, we got holes another way, so I'll take that, I, that second INT call. But yeah, B plus pass rush, man. One on one, I my outside guy beat your guy pass rush. We we have been missing that, and hopefully we we get that going in the offseason. season. Real, real quick before I get to you guys, Joe Kyle, thank you, sir. Merry Christmas. Merry Hope you have a man. happy oh, new year. Four Eagles were that. six and seven, but the War Poor was undefeated this Darn year. Thank you, man. Joe Kyle. I didn't we get don't a chance to do my sentence to laugh anymore in the football season after whenever the last time was. I miss it, man. I miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike G, what's your grade for the defense, sir? Um, I, I'm giving them an A. Listen, they gave us a chance to win. I was happy with the pressure that we were able to generate. Uh, Echo, Leota, and um, the blitzes were creative, I felt like. You know, I mean, we sent free rushers back there a couple times where if, yeah. if it were the football of old, their quarterback would have gotten destroyed. Uh, you know, I, I smoke almost took the handoff from somebody. Right. <laughs> right. Like I, I was very happy. I thought we were able to make him uncomfortable at the end of the day. Uh, offensively, we just gave them too many possessions. But you know, I, I was happy with the defensive effort. You, know, you forced two turnovers. You you uh, you were close to, you know, four or five. You know, with a, with a little lucky or a bounce. Um, they caused I thought they were problem. They caused havoc. Um, you know, after that first drive, their quarterback looked very, very uncomfortable for most of that game. So, you know, uh, everybody kept screaming, why don't we blitz? Right. Well, you know, we did it. We blitz. We sent guys, you know, what felt like every other play. And um, uh, I liked that, you know, and downs of Kobe McLean uh, is why, again, was why this is an A for me. Guys had to step up. Um, you know, some guys, their last game, uh, you know, I, I just thought it was a, a really 
good performance from a team that averages over 30 points a game and went 11-2 and two in their conference. So I, I'm happy with what I saw defensively. I think that that's there's something positive to build on. And, you know, actually seeing them do it without some of our best players gives me confidence about the depth we can have on defense going into 2022. So, you know, it's not like, oh, it was just great performance, but by Zacoby, the guy responsible for it, it was his last game. Now, it was Chandler Wooten's last game. Um, but um, I, thought, I thought it was great. I, think, I thought it was a good scheme. I thought they had a good plan. And, um, you know, I thought they executed well. All right. Uh, I'm a little harder on the defense than you guys are here. Uh, not much harder, but uh, I, I'm going to be minus on the defense. Um, I think we had a great overall defensive performance. B minus isn't bad. Uh, but... You know, the the I think the thing for me that drags this score down were the was the lack of pass rush and the lack of discipline in our rush lanes. Like mm-hmm. I think that their quarterback escaped getting sacked way too often when we were we, we were pushing upfield but not being disciplined the way That's that fair. we were doing it. Um, Romello Height definitely should have gotten gotten the court the court. Yeah, he out. did whiff on one. He whiffed on one big, big time. Um, Joko Willis. Joko got juked. Joko got juked. Like yeah. it's just, there, there were quite a few instances where I felt like if we had just done our job defensively and contained their quarterback, like I just don't think like, I don't think that they really could have scored points on us had our defensive line played better in past scenarios. Because the vast majority of the passes that he hit downfield were either he had too much time to throw or he escaped pressure and created more time to throw. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like the defensive backfield was just playing poorly, but they just they can't cover forever, right? Like some of them, it was bust. Like people were wide open. Like um, what's the kid's name? Uh, the the wide receiver for them. He called he had like almost two hundred yards receiving, mm-hmm. if not two hundred. Um he oh. was like, uh, that tank is. tank Dell or something yeah, like that. Dell, yeah. Dell, yeah, like yeah, that kid, hundred and fifty yard. Like he was really the only guy getting open consistently for them. Um, you know, so and it wasn't perfect by any means. And I'm not grading on the who wasn't here curve, right? Like, listen, they they're not here, so we can't you know go about by who wasn't there. I'm just judging the people who were there on the field. I'm gonna go B minus, man. But again, B minus is not a terrible score. I'm right. just saying. It definitely could have been better. I think we could have potentially pitched a shutout in this game had the yeah. pass defense been better, specifically how we rushed the passer in either the discipline or when we got there finishing the play. Like there were instances where like we it's, it's like, oh, we, we got him. Okay, no, we didn't. All right, well, that's 20 yards. Okay. You know, it was just that was disappointing for me. So B minus. Yeah. Cameron Carr, uh, War Eagle, TJ. Making get help from Austin Davis. I still think we will see a much improved team next season. That's a spirit, Cameron. I I, I definitely hope so. Uh, Thomas Ponder here uh, is super chatting us five. Uh, thank you, sir. Let me see if I can find if he was trying to say something. I'm assuming this is it. We need O line and wide receivers. I hope the transfers are in and none out. Ooh, remains to be seen what we do in the portal, and we do have a. Another signing day coming up. So oh, yeah. that's that yes. as well. So. I mean, listen, we, we're not going to know the deal until after the spring game because um, yeah. there are going to be some people who are going to have high hopes going into the spring game. And if they don't see the results that they think that they want out of that game, you know, that's when, you know, that last rush of people are going to be trying to make 
uh, some sort of move to go somewhere where they're going to get more playing time. So we'll yeah. see. Uh, I, I, before we move on, I just want to, like, PFF says that this guy, Clayton Toon, was under pressure on 52.2% of his dropbacks in this game. Yeah. We uh, got he, pressure on him a lot. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get was, him to the ground was, but one time, though. He was not, uh, he was not uh, comfortable back there. Uh, yeah. There was one very frustrating run that he had where he looked like he was moving backwards in time. And I was like, we can't tackle that dude. Like, why <laughs> are we letting him run? It, he was like following a lineman with his hand on his back. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was like, that oh, like, come on, man. Get, cut that out. Don't let him do that. Yeah, they, they took advantage of us on a few draw plays that he he was able to get some yards on. In fact, that was he was like their leading rusher for a good bit of the game because of that yeah. one good draw play he had. So I, and yeah. so and that, I think that was the more impressive thing. Now, let me give some praise to the defense. One of the more impressive things was that we were still very stout against the run without Jacoby McClain. And that was yeah, the big that was encouraging. question mark for me was how well would we play the run with Zacoby not in there, and the and the answer was not bad. Like there were a couple of plays where that you know their running back broke out of there, but the quarterback mm-hmm. was responsible for a mm-hmm. lot of the rushing mm-hmm. yards that you see from Houston, mm-hmm. and that's why it's disappointing for me that we weren't able to contain him because it's not like he's some dynamic runner. Like he was just right. a right. seize the opportunity, get out of the pocket, and go get some some yardage guys. Um, so you know it is what it is for that, but I just wish that. We had recognized, okay, this is a guy that we need to be able to contain and figure out a different way to either bring the pressure on him or a different way to rush the passer so that we can contain that type of stuff because that's really what hurt us defensively. Like even on the touchdown throw that he had, I think he ended up escaping the pocket and to throw like it's just like a lot like actually a couple of the, you know, third down conversions that they had wasn't just he dropped back and threw some immaculate throw. It was he had time, he escaped pressure, and then he would hit a guy. So, yeah. yeah. Let's move on to offense, guys. Let's talk about what our offense did. Total of 66 plays, one less, I think, than what Houston did for 352 yards. Passing-wise, Finley threw 19, he completed 19 passes out of 37 attempts for 227 yards and a touchdown pass. We ran the ball 29 times for 125 yards. No interceptions. We did fumble the ball on that QB sneak, but we were able mm. to recover that. Those are the stats for us offensively. Um, I'm going to be a little rough on the offense. I'm going to be a little hard on the offense because, again, we did not grade out well in run blocking, which puts the pressure on our passing game to be productive, and it was wildly inconsistent. Um from guys not catching the ball to guys readily available to catch the ball, just can't get the ball to them. Um, I think Tank was a very bright spot in this game. Um, sure. I think I think you have to acknowledge what he did for, for Auburn, the opportunities that he got. Uh, but there wasn't a lot of opportunities for him on the ground. He had an amazing run coming, I think, beginning of the second half where – he just went on a tear um, and was able to make up a lot of yards on the ground because of that. But he wasn't running the ball particularly well because Houston set out to try to stop him there, as that's been the, pretty much the recipe for how to defend Auburn anyway. Um, I'm looking somewhere at a D-plus for the offense just because when your defense hold the opposition to what they held, you got to score. 
And there were opportunities there. We just missed on those opportunities. I'm going D plus for the offense. Uh, I I'll go with you first. What's what's your what's your what's your grade? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to be rough here as well. Um, you know, man, the offensive line again, like you said, pass blocking was decent. Run blocking was eh. The wide receivers, route running. And for some guys was decent, and then at other times it was eh. The hands were good for the most, but then other times it was eh. The quarterback play was excellent at times. It was terrible. Like, it was just so uneven. Like, again, I don't know that there was a guy who I looked at, that, and I, and this is me not having watched this game again and not having watched the film. I don't know that there was a guy that was on that field that I felt played 66 plays of good football. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we had 66 offensive. I don't know that there was a guy that had 66 good plays that was on that field the entire time, or however many snaps that they took, that they had more than half of those snaps be good snaps absent of Tank Bixby. Other than Tank Bixby, I think he might have had more good snaps than he had poor snaps as an offensive player. That's not a good thing for an, for when your defense only gives up 17 points. Right. When your defense only gives up 17 points, you can't have an offense that only half of the time that they are out there, they're playing well as a unit. I'm going to have to go D minus. I'm going to have to go D minus on the offense, man. Like I just, there, there were not a lot of things that I saw offensively that lead me to say, oh, that was good. Like I can't think of a single thing where I can say, oh, that was good without having to then conversely say, oh, they did that exact same thing really poorly. Like every good, th- every good point like the offense, I can take one away from the exact same players. Like I just, I, I, can't, I can't give anything better than, I can't give it an F because I do feel like there were bright spots, right? Like it wasn't a total mm. failure offensively for me, but it was right. close, right? Like the only thing that keeps it from being a total failure was no turnovers, Tank Bixby had a good game, right? Like I, I, you know, but like, uh, you know, TJ. Uh, we talked about the pass to Javarius Johnson where he's wide open, and TJ short arms it some way. JJ makes an incredible catch, right? So I'm like, oh man, Javarius Johnson had a good game, but then on a jet sweep, the ground trips him, and I'm just like, what? What? Like he only needed a yard, and he barely got that yard because he fell on his own. I was just like, I don't even understand what's happening. Like, there's just, for every good play, there was another one where I was like, what was that? For every good throw TJ had, he had another one where I was like, I I don't understand what just happened right there. For as good a a touchdown catch as Kobe had in the back of the end zone, he should have had another one where he just needed to get a foot down. Now, he, he missed that same play earlier in the game. TJ made a great throw to the back of the end zone. Back corner throw. Kobe just needed to lay out and catch it and get feet down. That's a touchdown. Now, he barely got a foot down in the other ones, but he did get a foot down in that one. Then, later on in the game, fourth and or third and two, whatever it was, he basically falls down in the process of trying to make the catch, and the ball pops up out of his hand. Right, plays a decent game outside. But again, for every positive thing I can say about the offense, 
name a guy, I can probably tell you something he did poorly in that game that was inexplicable, not like a, oh, mistakes happen. It's just like, yo, are we sure we like really wanted to win the football game? Like I'm just it's it's just so confusing for me. So yeah, there we go. Let me get these super chats before I get the mic and and be Rick, TV graphic showed our O-line was on average 50 pounds heavier than Houston, and we couldn't gain a yard on a QB sneak. Yeah, that was, that, a lot of that was on TJ and being way too high on that sneak, though. Yeah. Which, that's one of the things I gave him credit for, of being able to do better than the previous quarterback, was that he's a big guy and he knows how to quarterback sneak. Oh, man, TJ was playing very, like, not... This is not, like, for as poorly as people think TJ play, he just was not himself in that game man so i don't know anyway whatever i'm done talking. cameron says uh, a tight end had a had a good game with a record overshadowed shanker had a good game um i thought shanker played played shanker played well. okay shanker shanker, had a good game. shanker i take well. that back i i will i will say shanker had a good game still d minus yeah okay <laughs> <All right>. yeah <laughs> mike g what's your what's your grade <laughs> yeah i gotta say i think those grades are a little disrespectful to the guys who actually did, you know, for as much as guys have complained about receivers not making, getting separation, we saw guys get separation, right? We saw an O-line that has been much maligned for pass blocking, only allow 26% pressure rate on a quarterback that can't move, right? Um, you know, and there were opportunities there. I think not besides scheme, there were players who made opportunities for themselves. It was, they were just not all, Every you know again they weren't all all be, being able to put it together. So like while I agree on the assessment of how everything went down, all that equates to C for me because it's just more of the same of what we saw all season, right? If some guy gets open, you know, uh, uh, somebody's not be, being able to hit them, and the opportunities. I mean, this game was so close to us being able to actually blow them out if we make a few plays. And I think that's a credit to what some guys were able to do. Um, but, you know, without, to, to me, if I grade them a D, I think it completely disregards, you know, what some some guys were able to do well on some plays when maybe the other end of it didn't hold up their end of the bargain, right? Like Tank pulls this grade up for me. Being able to rush like he did against not, you know, with not great run blocking, definitely pulls this up, you know? So, you know, in respect for the performance that he had and how he gridded it out, you know, I'm going to grade, I'm going to grade this a C. Um, it was, it was wildly inconsistent, right? Like it was, it was inconsistent. There's no other way to put it. Um, but I did say, I did see receivers get away from their guys, separate from their guys. And we missed it. Right. Um, I also saw a quarterback that fit some balls in some tight windows. That throw to Shanker up the, up the seam was one of the best throws I've ever seen him make. Right. Um, you know, there, there was another throw to the sideline, uh, to the far solid, to the Houston sideline. I think it was to Kobe, maybe, uh, where he just kind of dropped it in the basket. I was like, man, yeah. like it was, it was, it was giving me hope that we were close to turning, turning it around. I had those moments after the first couple drives going into the second quarter, like performances by a lot of these guys actually gave me hope that. We were going to be able to. I, I at no point during the during this game, after the first few drives, that I feel like we're not going to be able to get anything going today. Like you know, guys did. You know, I thought a good job under the circumstances, just trying to make a play. Uh, there was another pass to Kobe where it just looked like, why can't we just do more of that? 
right? Uh, it, it was to the Auburn sideline. TJ dropped it in. Kobe caught it. You know, like, I mean, it was as good a throw and catch as you'll see in college football. We just, yeah. we just didn't have enough of them, right? So, like, um, yeah, for me, it's just to see. Like, I, I think, you know, I thought that there were opportunities out there to be made, but when those opportunities were presented, you know, either the guy throwing it didn't do their job or the guy blocking didn't do their job. But, you know, there were, there were, there were a lot of plays made in spite of some of the fail, systemic failures on, on elsewhere in the play. I was encouraged to see our receivers. And, you know, you know, I liked what they did in this game. You know, Malcolm Johnson was a shoestring tackle away from breaking a touchdown in this For game. For sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And I liked how they were using Malcolm. I was like, God, he is so face blazing fast. And it was kind of nice to see Harson get him the ball in any way he could. Who, who was that that we missed on the back-to-back deep shots? It was it was it was Tavares Johnson. Was, 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 it, was it Dawson? I was about to say I thought it Dawson, was Dawson. That one. Dawson yeah. on the first Man. one, and then Malcolm Johnson on the next one, right? Man, duh. but Dawson looked. Dawson had two steps. Yeah, he, had he two looked. Steps. Re- uh, I, I I because I watched him off the line, which is crazy. Like I normally don't do stuff like that when I'm watching live and in person, but I watched him off the line, and I was like, oh, he got him. Yeah, like he I had two I, steps. I, five yards into the route, I was like, oh, he got him. And, you know. And um, the Johnson one, there was almost no separation at all on that play. It would have, it would have had to have been almost per, an almost perfect throw. Uh, he, still had, he still had it, though. Like, still, he, he still had it. If he would have, yeah. yeah. You drop yeah, it no, in there. I, I, I disagree. Um, watch it, I literally just watched it an hour ago, man. Like, he would have had to make a perfect throw to just – I mean, the defender was in prime position to make a play on that. He just he just didn't separate as much as I thought he did in, in real time. In real time, it looked like he had a step on replay. He he just didn't have he didn't have the step that we thought he did. So um, yeah, I definitely you, need to go watch that again. The, the Dawson one was was egregious because he had a whole. It felt like three steps, and he was running full speed, and he somehow still overthrew him. Right, Malcolm's was a little. It was a little different. Um, and then the other one, the Kobe. Same thing. Like, I just don't know. It, the route looked weird. It looked like he was, you know, running it out, and then he tried to run up, and and then TJ put too much on it, and, like, everything, it looked, the play looked a little disjointed, and what all people saw at the end is what looked like a wide-open Kobe. Um, but nothing, that route didn't look, look natural. I don't know what was going on there. Like, I mean, they, they definitely have chemistry issues that they need to work out. You know, if I were TJ, I'd grab all these receivers in the offseason. I'd go out to intramural fields. And I just, I'd figure out how every, I'd just figure out where I got to put the ball for all these guys on these deep balls. Yeah. Right. So if you know, you got Malcolm running free on the sideline, you know, Hey man, throw it to the pylon. He's going to get there. <laughs> right. Or, you know, I need to put a little bit more air on it because my guy's not going to be able to get to the pylon. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just thought it was an uneven performance. Corey Weber, uh, here's your super chat. Uh, are we thinking Demetrius Davis just doesn't know the offense well enough? No other reason why he doesn't get a shot with the way TJ was playing? Mm, there's a ton of reasons, none of which I yeah. can talk about on camera. <laughs> but um, I'll tell you this, right? Like, we did not see DD for a reason. And um, Harson knows those reasons. And I think that DD knows those reasons too. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, this coach has been very consistent in how a lot of people were like, Mike, are we going to see DD? And I have all but said, I, I didn't want to say there's no chance, 
But I thought the only chance we had to see him was injury. Mm. Really. You know, I, did, I did not see a scenario in which Harson was going to play DD, um, even in like special packages or any of that stuff, right? With the amount of trouble that this offense has had with chemistry and trying to get a, gain a flow in execution, you, I, I, I honestly think he would have been set up to fail. Just t- take this one to the offseason, man. Take this one to the spring. So, you know, I know a lot of people were disappointed that they didn't see Didi, but, you know, Didi, uh, you know, there's a lot more things going on other than just football and why these guys do or don't see the field, right? Like, so, um, I'm, I'm a big Demetrius Davis fan. You guys know I've been on him since before he took a snap in practice, right? I think he has all the talent in the world, right? Um, but... Uh, ultimately, this coach is building the culture, and guys got to buy in, and they've got to you know do what's asked of them, and uh, they got to work hard, and they got to prove it every day. Um, we've uh, we've uh, we've seen it. I think he's. I think Harson has been consistent in that message as well too. So he's a young guy. He's got time. No B will. B will. What's your what's your grade before we get to the giveaway? I uh, say D minus D. Um, for anything that was done well, somebody else did something poorly, and they're all on offense, so all that's going to get thrown right in there together. Um, we did see some better separation. I, I still think the wide receiver group got better over the course of the year. Um, to see Kobe have those drops last game, though, after he had really broken out, like his route running had gotten better. Um, I thought his awareness of where he was on the field got better, but at hands, I thought that had gotten better. It had Shedrick got better. His his catch that wasn't a catch was a really, really tough catch. And that's that's a borderline mm-hmm. catch for any wide receiver to make. I don't hold that against him. I guess technically it's still a drop, but Shed improved tremendously with his hands and his catching over the course of the year. Kobe was down, then up, and then back down again because he had some major drops the last couple of times he was out. Um there was there was nothing very redeemable. And it was especially disappointing considering that the coaches created some prime opportunities. Like, I, if you're a coach, you say, hey, man, there you go. I, I can't throw it for you. There you go. So whether it was the O-line whiffing or, you know, the, the quarterback missing wide over throws, the, the wide receivers dropping, everybody was messing up enough for us to look absolutely putrid on offense. So demons. War Report family, it's your boy B-Will. We want to thank you for listening to the Wednesday Night War Room in podcast form. Now, we've got more content we want to get you here specifically as podcasts. We know you love the convenience of it, but that takes time and resources. So we're asking for sponsors. If you or anybody you know would like to reach Auburn football fans, specifically the War Report's Auburn football fan community, then hit us up. Business at thewarreport.com. That's business at thewarreport.com. And to continue to fuel our growth, please rate and review this podcast right now on whatever service you're listening on. That's all I got for now. So I'm not gonna hold you up. Let's get back to it. Get back to it. Let's let's talk. Let's talk coaching here. So these are just general stats. Um, Houston has 19 first downs to Auburn's 15. Uh, Auburn wasn't heavily penalized in this game. Only three for 35. Uh, of course, two of those were the targeting calls, which is why they were. Uh, we racked up the yards that we got on those. Uh, Houston had six penalties for 34 yards. 
We actually won the time of possession battle by 20 seconds, it appears. Uh, not enough for a significant margin or to make a big deal. We split it pretty evenly. Uh, third down percentage, we were not really that great. 4 of 15, Houston was 6 of 14, and we were 1 for 3 on fourth down. And in the red zone, we were 3 of 4 to Houston's 2 of 2. Guys, what do we make of the coaching here? Um, I don't think the coaching was necessarily bad in and of itself, but I think the fact that we, the trend of us not being able to finish uh, certain drives or finish the games, uh, that's a trend that's, that's, that's becoming a concern, a big concern. Um, we play well throughout, but when it's time to put our opponent away, we just aren't getting it done, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. And that was something that I was hoping that the coaching staff would be able to address in the bowl game, having weeks to prepare and to address those issues and deficiencies. Now, we said it here, the players lost this game because there were opportunities there. Um, I do have a question for you guys about something, and I'll, I'll hold it till you guys go. But I'm going to be kind of harsh on coaching. I'm not quite sure where you guys stand, but I, I'm harsh just because we're still seeing the trend of us not finishing games. And I think that's something as a coaching staff I would like to see us prepared or at least address and begin to make improvements. I will give them a C plus on this. I, I think it will be a B otherwise or B minus otherwise, but I think the fact that we're not finishing games like the Iron Bowl, like we saw against South Carolina, that that trend is continuing, and I hope that stops going into 2022. B, what's yours? Um, I say B, and the reason I say B is because you have to say, give me your best corner, give me your best middle linebacker, and still be as productive. And they were. 17 points surrendered on defense is a win no matter who you're playing. So they he did his job. As far as I'm concerned, Mason did his job. Offense, I liked how the offense looked. I thought there were more throws to the running back coming out of different areas of the backfield, and I think that was a major difference. They it, they definitely seemed... Um, I think uh, Jarquez Hunter got more throws during the regular season, but Tank didn't, and I think that Harson wanted to balance that out, make him just as much of a pass threat as a run threat, and he was. And they had the box loaded. It was hard for him to find room. But when you can create the type of room that we saw over the top, and even some of the the, the short hop throws that were there, guys were there. Um, the offense didn't function properly, but I did think it was properly planned. Um, I, I don't, I'm not really too hard on the offense uh, or on the team for, I don't think they didn't finish the game well. They didn't play well throughout the entire game. I don't think the offense had a good start. I don't think they necessarily had a good middle. They had like two good drives. And that's that's pretty much it. So I don't I don't know if that's so much of a pattern of we don't finish as we just we play poorly more than we play well. And at what points during the game we play poorly or or we actually played well or just random from game to game. So um I thought they did good enough to set us up. They definitely set us up for a win. We just didn't execute, so I'm gonna give them a B. All right. Uh yeah. So um I think this is where I will call into um migrating about missing players because your coach has to figure out how to get people who have not had the reps and opportunity to come in there and be effective. Mm. Um 
I think defensively, we did a fairly decent job of that for the majority of the game. I don't think the lack of whatever we saw in a pass rush was because coaching wasn't good. I don't think whatever we saw in a lack of, um, you know, ability to cover for however many seconds you needed to after the, uh, a guy breaks containment was because the coaching wasn't good. Um, I don't think the inconsistency from the quarterback position was because they weren't, he wasn't coached well. Um, the offensive line just kind of is what it is. I mean, you had a, two starters down and they performed pretty much like they had without those two starters in there, right? So, like, yeah. I think the coaches prepared the team to be there where they needed to be. The plays were there to be made offensively. The defense did what they were supposed to do in limiting Houston to under 20 points. Like a lot of us talked about, we thought Auburn was going to have to score upper 20s, even 30 points to have a shot in this game. They needed 20 because the defense was prepared to do what they were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, coaching was excellent this game. Um, Not perfect, right? Like there were some calls I, I would never... I, I don't know what scenario I would call a reverse to Schenker. I just don't know when, when that would pop up in my head to say. You mean yeah, you didn't John, love that one? John oh, Samuel man. Schenker uh, for the reverse. Yeah, let, let's, let's speed sweep with the tight end who's not even our fastest. Not Landon King. No, no, no. Right. Not the guy that plays like a wide receiver. Schenker. Like, I don't know when when there's a scenario where that would pop up in uh, my head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't like the you know the pass plays on third and short right like even if you, like I think here here's an encouraging thing we talked about the offensive line not run blocking well Houston again was committed to stopping the run we still were getting three and four yards against a heavily crowded box a lot of the times right yeah. like so for the run blocking to still not be excellent we still were like, tank almost had a hundred yards against a stacked box yep. so run blocking wasn't terrible. The execution is where it falls apart for me, not in the coaching or the preparation. Situational play calling, some of those times, again, I didn't love it, which is why it's not going to be an A, but it is going to be a solid A plus, I mean, excuse me, a solid B plus for me for the coaching because I feel like the coaches got us in position to do things. The players did not take advantage of the things that the coaches allowed us to do. Like, I'm really tempted to go A minus here, but I'm going to go B plus just because I do think some situational stuff pulls it down to a B for me, uh, but B plus for me for the coaching. All right, uh, Mike, what you got? Uh, I'm going to go with B. Uh, the purpose of coaching is to put people in position to make plays, which I thought they did. Um, I was really feeling Harson the play caller. Honestly, it felt different watching it, watching him call plays. Um, I liked what I saw. I thought, you know, again, guys were open, you know, uh, better execution. We're sitting here talking about that to him being an offensive genius. Um, there was enough out there. So I, I liked the play calling in here. I thought that the balance was good. I thought it, I'm glad that we did not just come out and just try to run Tank into the ground. I've been firmly against that. People saying, oh, we need to feed Tank. Yeah, we need to feed him. But 40 carries a game is a recipe for injury. Um so we couldn't do that. I'm glad that he did not give into that pressure at all. Um, and the only thing that pulls this down to a B for me and not a B plus is I, I have I do have take issue with timeout management in the fourth quarter, second half with, with this coaching staff, um, particularly on the last drive. There were just some curious things that I hope they go back and they take a look at. 
you know, um, in the off season that could have um, maybe given us a little bit of an extra chance. The on the last actual drive we had, there was um, we run up with Tank for like eight or eight or nine yards, and it was like third and one or third, or second and one, or second and two, and then we throw three straight times, and I just yeah could I just couldn't like I just I did not understand that at all. Um, now on the fourth down, that accurate throw was made to Kobe. He just couldn't catch it. Right. Yeah. You know, it was. It was a little high. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. Man, it's the end of the game. You just got to catch. You just find a way to make that catch. Considering um, the amazing catches he's made throughout the season, yeah, I, would, I, I would expect I, him to catch. I still that. put that more on the throw than I even do Kobe though. Like I know Kobe should make that catch, but like it was like a it was a two yard route. You didn't have to like. Yeah, there was. I mean, I mean, when you go back and look at it, I can understand why he threw it the way he did. Like, it just, it was, it just felt like that we should never have been there. Though there were two other opportunities before that throw to get yeah. a first down, and we had two yards to go. And I, I just not trying tank at least one of those three plays just did not, not sit right with me. Yeah, uh, when when we threw it on third down, I was definitely scratching my head. When we threw it again on fourth, I was like. Mm, yeah, I mean, second down was the one that messed it up for me, right? Like, I thought, you tried there if you fail, and then you throw it two times if you lose yardage. Okay, I can live with that. But three straight passes in that scenario, I, th- I, thought, that was, I thought that was his low light of the game. Um, and then, when I, talking about timeouts, right? Like, so we've got two timeouts, and it's first and whatever. And you know, you have to force a field goal to make it a seven-point game. And then hope you can get maybe a minute left. So on first down, when they um, when they uh, they run for like nine yards, I'm like, crap. We only have two timeouts, right? Um, I thought there was a better strategy than what they did because the chances of like holding them to that one yard there was yeah. just going to be very yeah. low, right? So like you know maybe you let them run another play and then you get to the next play and then timeout, timeout, and, and I don't know, man. Maybe just there's some miracle at the end. Uh, I know it's tight, but then we, it always seems like we're burning an inconvenient timeout somewhere else and not left with what we need at the end of the game over something that's execution related. Right? Somebody doesn't know or isn't lined up properly, and you end up having to burn a timeout that comes back to haunt you at the end of the game, right? So. I I've asked him in pressers before about timeout management. Like, you know, it's hard for him to recall right after the game, like the situation. I think I know he thinks that they've handled it well. Uh, I, I just think it's I just hope that's one of those things they go back and review and say, eh, like, look at the analytics. You know, what should we do here? Um, you know, in, in tight games in our league. I mean, sometimes it just comes down to that in a good game. It, it does come down to the decisions that the coach makes from the sideline about when to burn timeouts, when to when to go for it, when to pass. You know, um, so this is a B for me defensively. Again, you know, uh, I thought that he did a good job creating a fifty-two percent pressure rate on their quarterback. Like that's that to me that that was that's phenomenal. So uh, you know, Mason definitely pulls this score up a whole lot. Uh, based on how what he was able to scheme in there, uh, you know, fifty two percent man should. I mean, I think it showed because we forced turnovers and we had opportunities for other turnovers as well too. You know, on the on the uh, on the whiff that Romello Height had on that sack, I couldn't help but think how much of that are these like targeting rules 
where these guys are running free at a guy and they just don't know how to hit him at full speed, right? So they're trying to make a tackle, but they're trying not to get a personal foul. It just seems like, you know, um, I think maybe if, you know, under some different circumstances, there's, there's uh, you know, we're talking about defense even, you know, in terms of an A as well, too. So they created those opportunities. I mean, he had, Romello Height had that opportunity because of what they schemed up. And, and I think it was a really good job. That gives me hope for the future, yeah. right? I don't, I don't think, you know, and first and foremost, above and beyond players, we have to have hope for the guys who are supposed to be leading them. So this game gave me hope for that. Um, and for that, I, I grade them. I award them a B. All right. Let me get some super chats here. Steven, Steven D's, uh, appreciate the super chat. TJ equals overthrow Bo 2.0. D Davis equals Malik Willis 2.0. Harson will never play him. Malzahn beat Florida. Harson lost to Houston. I'm concerned. I, I, I get it. You're, you're frustrated with how the season ended, but yeah, yeah, listen, I um, get it. I, I, I feel, I feel the, I feel, I mean, I think everybody's concerned. Nobody's not yeah. concerned. Um, yeah, you, you know, uh, it just it, this comment is uh, what I think just is just a lot of the same from this whole season. This game was very symptomatic of ever, a lot of things that we saw before. I don't, I don't think we saw anything new this game. We just saw what we've been seeing. So I get it. You get it, Ike? Don't answer that. Walt Taylor says, can anyone believe how classless the Houston head coach was in the post-game interview? No. Uh, B-ball game was great, guys. Jabari has such a street, a sweet stroke. Facts. Yeah. Um, unstoppable, pretty much. Unstoppable. Uh, yeah, he, guys, he can pretty much get his shot whenever he wants to. Like, if, yeah. he, if he picks better times to, like, man, I, we'll talk basketball. Yeah. Like, like, like now? Mm-hmm. Since we're yeah, here, well, did you, uh, do you want to put a bow on anything? In anything about football, the, by the Birmingham Bowl? Anybody else before we transition? I've said all. Yeah, Holgerson you know, to uh, his comment. Holgerson's behavior was trash. Yeah, I stood right there for it. It was it's completely classless. I mean, it was low grade behavior by somebody who leads young men and should know better and set a better example. I think trash so, behavior. The, the I think for. The reality is the Houston team came in there with a chip on their shoulder. They felt disrespected that they were even at the Birmingham Bowl right. against a 6-16. Six and 16. Like, like They felt like the only reason that Auburn is playing us is because they're in the SEC. We're going to go show those Southeastern Conference boys. They can't whoop up on us. And let's be clear. You won by four points. You barely won the up. game. <laughs> yeah, you barely won yeah. this game yeah. without two of our best players. They had They were missing their best defensive player, too. And our QB didn't have a great. You barely calm down, <laughs> like settle down. You won. Congrats to your team. Have a little class. Go back to Houston and eat whatever you want to when you get back home. Like, it was a very a even matchup. Yeah, you know what? You know what? His behavior had grown man at a restaurant, like with his kids. Yelled, screaming at the server at the top of his lungs because a couple of his ice cubes melted in his water. Hmm. That's what his behavior was like. It was, it was, it was very, very like, I was just like, man, come on, bro. Like, you know, this man is in here and, you know, th- these players are saying goodbye. It was a very emotional moment for Chandler Wooten. And here you are, a grown ass man outside the door yelling, 
hurry up. Give me a break, dude. I just, I don't, I, I just, I mean, Alan Green was was right there, and he he kind of went out the door. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, Alan was not happy. He went yeah, outside. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know what he said, but you can tell when he walked out the door, he was like trying to get some straightening done. Yeah, yeah. Like he was getting ready to <laughs> to go <laughs> to, to to go into another gear, and you know, he handled it professionally because he's a class act as well too. So, like, I mean, but yeah, he was shown the class that he did, did not show in that moment, and. Yeah. You know, for for I think, Harson, I think Alan Green thought it was because if you looked out there, you only saw players. I think he thought it was players out there being loud. And then when he got out there, he's like, "Oh, it's the coach. so the that coach probably like made here. him like not go completely like, hey, what's happening out here?" But yeah, yeah, I just I don't know. And and then for Harson, I mean, the 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 feel that he had in that post game presser was, I mean, this guy understands the gravity of all this. I can't stress enough. He's not taking this lightly. And he wants to be here and he wants to, to get it right. You know, so, you know, coaches are humans too and they should be allowed the latitude to grow. Um, and, you know, he was taking that moment to take that in, right? And, you know, hearing him talk about Chandler Wooten was, I mean, it made me, he does, he has the buy-in of a lot of these players. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, like I just, I was, I was very, very humbled by you know, Chandler's words and Harson's words, and it just felt like, okay, this wasn't the outcome we wanted, but at least we have quality men in our program. Yeah. Dana. <laughs> <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk basketball uh, since we're kind of on borrowed time. Auburn wins, wins an, impress, an impressive fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, Got out to what was it an eighteen to one lead? Yep. Uh, yeah, and pretty much led the rest of the way. Uh, LSU chipped away at the lead a, f- a couple of times to end the first half. Uh, we we ended up leading at the half by eleven, and then we ended up closing it out by fifteen. But that surge pretty much put us over the top, and we got a player of the game. That player of the game is who? Who, Mike G? Walker. Big Sexy. <laughs> All right. Let's go, <laughs> let's go Big Walker. Sexy. <laughs> A.K.A. Walker Kessler, 16 points, went 6 for 8, 11. 11 freaking blocks, listen, bro. Listen, listen. That was racing you know, everything. They actually updated his stat line. They changed a team rebound to a Walker Kessler rebound, so he officially had a triple-double with blocks. Oh, yeah, I didn't even put his rebounds on there. He had nine rebounds. He had nine, nine boards. He had so nine boards. If they change now. it to 10 now. So no, they change it to 10. 10 so triple-double. Triple-double with blocks. Yeah, that's a real 11 blocks is insane. Like, the, the 10 boards is not crazy for a seven-foot guy. 11 blocks in one game. Did you guys see the stat line where he has more blocks this season than the entire North Carolina team? Mm. Wow. Mm. That's very significant too. Um, wow! They were trash talking him a bit when he left, but yeah, they can eat it. Yeah, man. <laughs> I tried. Um, I tried to call uh, Walker after the game, but I couldn't get to him because he blocked me. Because he's blocking everything. <laughs> he's blocking phone numbers. <laughs> Mike is the most dad joke telling non dad I have ever met in my life, bro. <laughs> Brian is not amused. He is not entertained. Wow. No, man. man. No, but yeah. Y'all, he's please don't leave. Please don't leave. Mike will stop. 
please check. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, he's he's good at basketball. He can do basketball. Um, Jabari really, had a good. He has very good timing, though. Not to get off yeah. of Walker. Amazing time. He has he has re- like a lot of tall people. Just because you're tall doesn't mean that you're good at blocking shots or getting boards, right? Like we talked about how Auburn has had um, an issue with securing boards because of just kind of the way that they play defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is just timing and positioning. Walker Kessler has immaculate timing when he blocks shots. Really good man. timing. To, to, to stay out of foul trouble, right? Like he blocks a lot of shots without getting a lot of fouls, and that's right. not easy to do. He does it really well, man. He it's yeah. like he comes from he comes from the opposite end to block the shot. Like a lot of the blocks he gets is not necessarily his man. He just comes behind yeah. and cleans up the shot for sure. Mm-hmm. Like that's <laughs> like he's made it an art doing it. Hey, Go ahead, Mike. Listen, Will Wade coming into this one had a pretty interesting press conference where he said, "Listen, guys, if we play like we played before at Auburn, we're going to get our ass whooped." Now that's not me quoting him verbatim, but. You know, he 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 saw this coming. Uh, I think that he understood where his team's weaknesses were. And, you know, he talked overs and he said, if we do all that stuff in what is the toughest environment in the SEC. That's exactly right. what they did. They came out and played mm-hmm. poorly to start the game like they had been all season and tried to come back. I couldn't back. overcome it. it you yeah. know, you're playing a more talented team. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm just like, whoa! Like, what's what's the best record Auburn basketball has ever had to finish a regular season? Chat, do we know? Do we know what our best regular season is? Because I feel like these guys, I think the could year before, turn in like we a went, 27 and three or something, man. Like, <laughs> we had one season where we won like a bunch of games. Chris Porter's season was the last season we were just like unreal, as far as regular season goes. Yeah. yeah. I think injuries. Oh, yeah, like I think 20, twenty six and five season or something like that. Yeah, we had a yeah we had a season like that. Like we really had a good regular season. Like it was pretty it was pretty crazy. Um, I can't I can't think of what year that was. Um, hmm. Ike, I do want to ask you this: something that I saw that was a bit concerning, and is kind of what kept LSU into the game. Credit to them because they're kind of a scrappy team, but our turnovers. I think this was this was one of the games we had the most turnovers. We had 21 total turnovers, and that kind of helped LSU stay in uh, the game. Um, is that is that a call? Is that a cause for concern a little bit? Uh, I guess when you get into conference play against some of these scrappier teams that may not start off slow. Um, you know, like I, I think the issue in this game was was carelessness more. I don't. I don't like. LSU caused some of those, but some of those were just Auburn doing silly stuff, right? Like I yeah. can think of one in particular, like two or two or three actually in particular. Um, one where Jalen Williams is in the middle of the paint and he's turning to fire the ball out to um to the to the corner and he just he just throws it, it, yeah, yeah, over the guy's head. Um, Dylan Cardwell had one where he was at the top of the key and he's trying to do a uh, a post entry across. But like, I just was, well, the guy was in the post. He was shooting it out to the corner. It was just miscommunication. It wasn't so much LSU was doing stuff. It was that Auburn was just being careless at certain spots. And I think when you come out and you're playing so well early, you can get lulled into this false sense of security that, oh, we're about to go out here and blow these guys out. And then they just start doing silly stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and And that sort of thing will definitely hurt you again. I mean, because that's what got LSU in trouble. It's like they were just being careless a lot. 
You know, right. I think Auburn caused more of the stuff than LSU caused, if you know what I'm saying. So, like, you can clean up the stuff that you're, the unforced errors, then, you know, and you, listen, all of those unforced errors and still won by 15 mm-hmm. and still yeah. had the yeah. referees not really trying to let you get away with anything. Yeah. And you won by 15. Yeah. Yeah. Very impressive yeah. win to start. Listen, and we did a facts or not. Nah, Auburn went undefeated in December. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about this team, man. I'm excited about how we're going to look going into January as we get into SEC play. Um, I, I am not seeing it. What what I think Bama oh, Bama is down to Tennessee 51-49. So that was another wow. big, big matchup mm. in the SEC. So... Mm. That's disappointing for me. Is Bama missing anybody? Because look, I already said Tennessee's missing two of their top six scores in this game, and they're and Bama's losing this game. They've been trailing throughout the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They, I'm, I'm, listen, I told they are boom (laughs) or bust. If they're Mm -hmm. not shooting the three pointer well, they do not score well. Yeah, Yeah. I, I I bet you if you go look at the stat line right now, they're shooting less than thirty percent from three. Oh, oh let's, let's see. Let's, let's, they're shooting twenty percent from three. Yeah, yeah. Well, if they shoot better than thirty percent from three, they are infinitely better. A team. How many three pointers have they taken? More than twenty three pointers in this game. They are four of twenty. Wow. Mm. Nailed mm. it. It's great analysis. <laughs> I'd listen, man. <laughs> for everybody who thinks I'm a, a breaker downer for football, I watch way more basketball than I do football. Hmm. Man, I just think when it comes down to it, um, they're trash, and, <laughs> and, and 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 all the hype from football just kind of carried over to basketball, and they act like they were the gonna an automatic Final Four team to start the season, and they're getting that ass whooped right now. You got three losses already. You're about to talk. They might not even be a top twenty-five team. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, There's, a Again, There's a lot of season. There's a lot of games. Point of if they shoot the three-pointer well, they are a hard team to beat. But it really comes down to how well they shoot threes because they take a lot of them and they don't particularly take great ones, right? Like they just feel like, oh, four or five feet behind the three-point line, I could still pull up. Mm-hmm. But when they're hitting them, they're really hard to beat. They say it's a yeah. tie game now. All right. Yeah. Let, let me tell you, this Auburn team, you know, um, the thing that I like about them over our final four team is, is that it seems like we have a much better I mean, Walker Kessler is 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 the difference for me. Yeah. He's he's like, coming on. He's coming on. Like, holy yeah. crap, man. It feels like we can beat teams a lot more ways than we could on that final four team. So this team does have the shooters to get hot from three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we've got drive and penetrate guys, you know, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. we've got post guys. I, I don't know, man. It just feels like there's a number of ways we can play up tempo or they can slow the game down and grind you out. Yeah. 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 I mean, I see them. They can win a lot of different ways. This is a really fun team to watch. Yeah. And we're just the, the way we defend the paint is just like it's unreal. It's it's unreal, man. Um I'm ex- I'm excited, man. I'm excited about Auburn basketball. Uh, we can we can turn our attention to to Auburn basketball this just and just enjoy it. Someone made something in the comment section. I'm hoping 
I'm hoping that we can get to March Madness. I'm hoping COVID doesn't do anything yeah, man. with this season. Um, getting mm-hmm. a little concerned about how it's impacting other sports, but that may be the only thing that can stop Auburn, man. Like we're we're looking good so far, so I'm I'm happy to see us knock off an undefeated team. LSU is no longer undefeated, and so curious to see. There's not there's no games. There's not going to be any games this Saturday because it's it's, it's New Year, New Year's right. Day. So, mm. well, you know, again, COVID is a thing, so you just got to manage it, man. Manage it like you want to play basketball. Yeah, so, Cambridge you know, that was actually out tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. COVID, so we we had right. COVID, you know, got missed missed because of that. I mean, everybody's got to manage it, like you said. So, hopefully, yeah. by the time March gets here, we have some common sense um, regulation as far as is this as severe as it was a year ago? If not, let's adjust these times. I think that's fair. When you get data that says, "Hey, this is not as serious," people aren't dying and it's critical in as much numbers, then you can adjust. You know how how long people have to sit out, and hopefully, I don't know. I know with football there was a thing: if you get it at this point in the season, if you get it later, you don't have to be out as long, or something like that. I, I don't know what those rules are for basketball, but hopefully, they they adjust them so it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, everybody wants to see us finish this season. For sure, like, for sure, oh, it's, man. Looking, it's looking really promising. Um, We'll be here. Appreciate you, man. Uh, thank you. Meant to chat this to us at least at Auburn. We always have class. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I mean, wa- this, despite what a lot of people say about our fans, I think I still think our fan base is. There, there were Houston the fans on social media commenting how well received they were mm-hmm. at Hamble they were by very, Auburn fans. They were treated very well, and we shared like a pep rally space mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. by the stadium. So like. From 5 to 5.30, Houston did theirs. And then from 5.30 to 6, Auburn did theirs. And the Houston people, they stuck around for the Auburn one. And, you know, it was, it was, there were, I saw a lot of Southern hospitality toward Houston fans during this game. So our fans are our class, I think, for the most part, you know, more so than a lot of other schools. Yeah, absolutely. Walt Taylor, appreciate you, man. The LSU point guard. Yes. Yeah. I was saying Thanks. I was saying this in our Xavier Pinson, I felt like he single-handedly kept LSU around in this game because I, I felt like we were getting ready to run away and he he just started charging to the basket. Now I A lot of that I got some with thoughts. Wendell Green on him though. Not Zep Jasper, though. That's what I was gonna say. Like a lot of that had the Wendell Wendell was guarding him during like that little flurry he put on where he scored like Eight, or eight six, or nine six or eight, yeah. So yeah, um, he did a lot of that in the first half, but he got in foul trouble. Luckily, yeah. so he 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 couldn't continue to be aggressive. He actually got called on a charge that I think put him at four fouls in the second half. So like that aggressiveness had to kind of stop because they needed him in the game, and he ultimately ended up fouling out. But yeah, man, good game overall, man. Any any, any more yeah. thoughts on on Auburn? Do we have anything else? Do we? No, nah, man, I'm just looking forward to seeing more from this team this season. Yeah, uh, sure. Hopefully, um, our fans get behind this team and and continue to to make that environment a tough one to go in and play. Um, yeah, you know, the energy was really hype in the stadium by all accounts. So that was great. Definitely loving that. Flanagan had 10 points. Uh, how are we feeling about coming him coming back? on and uh, getting uh, on the way? How do we feel about Flanagan? 
He's a tentative offensively still, right? Like, yeah. it doesn't look like he's going out there trying to go get his shots. But one thing I do recognize with Flanagan in the game, they run the offense better. Mm-hmm. Because um, and, uh, this is going to sound like I'm beating up on a guy who didn't play tonight. Um, because the difference between him and Devin Cambridge is I think he knows the offense and plays within it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin tends to be a stand around, spot up, wait for, you know, the ball to rotate to me, shoot guy, and then crash if it doesn't, because, you know, he's a leaper. Um, Flanagan is more of an aggressive, let's move the ball around, and he's more of a slasher as a player, right? So, like, he functions off of an offense that makes ball movement happening. So he wants to see that ball reverse sides and all that kind of thing. Um, if if he gets more comfortable taking mid-range shots – because they're running him off the three for whatever reason. Not a great three-point shooter. They were running him off the three all night. If he gets more comfortable just taking one or two dribbles and pulling up from 18 to 20, mm-hmm. I don't know how you stop him. Because mm-hmm. if you rush him too hard, he can definitely get all the way past you to the lane. Um, if and, and what they're doing is they're they're running at him hard, but then they're trying to you know run a shot blocker up underneath. If he just takes that mid-range and can get really good at that, I, I mean, and really, that you can say that for literally the entire team. KD mm-hmm. Johnson is is guilty of that. It's if it's not a three, he's yeah. trying to get all the way to the cup. If this team, other than Jabari, Jabari does it well, yeah, Jabari is the only one who will take that medium range shot every yeah. time you give it to him. Mm-hmm. If the rest of the team gets comfortable with that medium range that they're giving up, this offense is going to be unstoppable, man. It's going to oh, be yeah. unstoppable. Are we worried about free throw shooting? Yes, we are absolutely worried oh, yeah. about free throw shooting. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Even from the guards. The guards are not shooting the free Like, yeah. Wendell Green, I think, is the only one that is a decent free throw shooter. Jabari is decent uh, at free throw shooting. Yeah. He's still— no, As a he, team, he, we're 71%. Yeah. I, you, that's got to be 78 to 79% before I even feel comfortable with it, okay. especially considering how much we're able to get to the free throw line. Right. Um, so if 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 you're going to get teams in foul trouble and you're able to get free throws, you've got to make them at a higher clip, or they're just going to start fouling you. Yeah, 17 of 26 tonight from the free throw stripe. So um, yeah, in a tight game, that's those those are free throws are critical um, right. on the but, road. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I mean, that stood out to me while I was watching. It just seemed like we were missing a lot of free throws. Um, but uh, I'm telling you, Wendell Green has quickly become my favorite player in an Auburn uniform this season. I, I love that kid's game, man. I just, I like, he's not afraid of any shot. Um, he'll take it to the mm-hmm. basket. He'll try to play he big. Four shots tonight, though, which I thought was good. He, he mm-hmm. shot one three, out, and I just, I was looking at him like Wendell. Um, Why'd you it was do that? Oh, yeah. It was out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Yeah. I mean, look, he got, he has the, sh- I understand got it. why Bruce empowers these guys to take those shots, though, because much like we saw in the Final Four run, you would have thought, you would have said a few of those shots from Harper were nonsense. But listen, once they got it, it, it created momentum for everybody on offense. And I think he yeah. wants us to be able to tap into that. So you give them enough of a green light to where they're not scared, they're not tentative about doing it, so you can feed them and they can feed other players and the, and the crowd gets into it. You just have to get them to choose better spots to take those chances. And I think, I think they're getting there. They're getting mm. there. They're getting there. It, it just, I just didn't like that one. That's it. 
That's it. That'll yeah. be my own little own little. Walker Kessler right stepped out there and pulled the big boy. He, he, he did. He looked good doing he it. Did. Listen, it was a swish. whole swiss. Wet. A whole swiss. <laughs> it was definitely wet. Walker Kessler. I seen him shoot a couple this uh this season that have been like, mm, why yeah. are you doing that? But uh yeah, he made that one. He's, it was a he, big he's, he's just getting real comfortable, man. And and I'm I'm happy to see it. Like a fir- first it started with defense and now. He's starting to feel a little bit more comfortable just in the offense all together and it's showing yeah. in his in his stats. So sure. I'm happy I'm happy that he's improving. Uh, I guys I go me around on uh on KD Johnson. Like I was not sure about him to start the season. And now again, he's again he's one of my favorite players on this team. Um so even when he's not shooting well, he's out there just making effort plays, stripping the ball, you know, bouncing, creating turnovers, just everywhere affecting the game. Yeah. Um yeah, so it's hard. It's I think I think I think we might be, in terms of depth, definitely a top five team in college basketball in terms of depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I kind of I looked at some of the numbers for you know the top twenty five teams, and you know, I mean, at the two deep, man, we've got a lot of guys that can go in there and get the job done. The thing you know, that scares got, me is that when Walker Kessler sits down, they start attacking the basket. We don't we don't have a shot blocker there. Cardwell's tall, but he's not the shot blocker. He's not the presence. Any team right. now, from now on, they're going to try to get Walker Kessler off the floor. If they've got somebody that can pull him out, um, a, a long four that can be at the, th- the three-point mm-hmm. line, they're going to do that. They're going to try to drive him, get fouls on him. And if anybody succeeds in that, we might be lunch meat on defense because our perimeter defense honestly hasn't been great. We can harass guys. Yeah, he as just long erases as we... a lot of stuff when he when they get inside. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He just erases a lot of stuff so guys can stay home at the three point line and, and really discourage long shots. But him, he's the key. He's the key. We got a lot of talented players. Jabari picks his shots very well. He takes very he good does. shots. He creates he good does. shots. But if Walker Kessler isn't blocking eight, nine, ten shots a game, I don't know what this looks like. I don't know what this looks like yet. I hope we don't lose him for any reason. Fouls in one particular yeah. game or COVID or anything. He needs to be out there. Please. I will donate you some some uh, T-sales, young man. Whatever you need. Mm, listen, we got to take care of Big Sexy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> got to take care of him. <laughs> <laughs> we got to. We got to. We got to, Walker. <laughs> <laughs>